0: Hey everybody, it's Greg. Welcome back to the Art of Relationship Show. Gonna be talking about opposites attract. Everybody's heard this from frickin' years and years, decades, centuries ago, right? Opposites attract. They're like magnets. They stick together, right? It might be appealing. Do they last? We're gonna talk about all this stuff and also the aspects about why opposites do attract right after this, so don't go anywhere. Be right back with the Art of Relationship Show hey everybody welcome back to the art of relationship show i'm greg your host as always licensed fully licensed professional counselor, have been for a lot of years, relationship and sex specialist here in Metro Detroit. And gonna be talking about today, opposites attract. But first, remember you can add in your comments down below people. You can add them on Facebook, uh, YouTube, right here on the video, on the audio. You can add comments as well, but I might not get to them as quickly. <clears throat> Excuse me. So hopefully everybody is not battling the allergy season, ragweed season coming out right now. I know everybody's going nuts with the sinuses and sneezing, watery eyes, all that stuff. So if my voice cracks, it's not puberty. <laughs> it's just maybe going through some allergy aspects. Okay. Gonna be talking about opposites attract and a lot of social psychologists have studied this for a long, long time, right? And there's a lot of research out there that stipulates, right, that has found that, you know what, similarities keep relationships together, right? A lot of people might know that, but what is the hook of opposites attract? We're gonna get into this and talk about, you know, we might see somebody that's different than us, right? Maybe someone that is uh tattooed up, right? I have a bunch of tattoos on my arms, shoulders, and all that stuff where, you know, someone might be attracted to that that has no tattoos or somebody, you know, that has a bunch of piercings. So someone that might be more conservative, wow, that's appealing, that's different. The newness of it, and is that the hook of opposites attract? excuse me, or is it other elements, okay? I'd love to hear your feedback and your stories even about, you know what, have you been in a situation where opposites attract and have you gotten your heart busted or did you realize maybe that just wasn't a great hook? It was great for one night, two nights, (laughs) a week, a month, that type of situation, or did you realize that the severe opposites clash, okay? So number one, We're going to talk about, you know, what is the hook of opposites attract, okay? Is it the edge of that other person that you're lacking within yourself, right? Maybe you're more introverted, more shy, and you're attracted to someone that is outgoing, you know, boisterous, wants to be the center of attention, that type of aspect. Because is it the elements that you're lacking within yourself? There's some theories that have stated that, stipulated that, but scientific research has not substantiated that to be a fact or even, let's face it, a high correlation. It's hard to study those aspects. So, you know, you look at it, are they different? Are they, you know, they're just totally different than us. Do they, The another hook is they challenge our ideas, what we're used to, right? We have the tendency, somebody that challenges our beliefs, our ideas, right? One person could be, Very religious, and the other one could be agnostic or you know what, an atheist, and it might be clash and they butt heads and they argue, right? I'm not even getting into politics and you know, freaking religion on this show yet, right? (laughs) But you know, when you're talking to somebody and they have different ideas, you might clash and you might want to start an argument where some ideas, right, they're different. And some people, wow, it's so different than I am. It's, you know, enlightening, right? So that's could also be a hook that drives us to maybe have, you know, what that magnetic pole, right? The polar opposites, you have that negative and positive polarity, and they just (laughs) get stuck together, right? So a difference of opinions, difference of ideas, world ideas can make things seem so refreshed and so new that it just, you know, magnetize us, right? And I just mentioned about new things, right? They can introduce us to new things. Maybe, you know, we're sort of shy or maybe afraid to try, take risks in something. And maybe someone, you know, is different, we're introduced to, they're an acrobat, right? They like taking risks, driving fast in cars, they like, jump in, you know, ramps with bikes, dirt bikes, whatever. Uh, Maybe even those dangerous risks, right, that could get us in trouble or even get us killed. Even though it could be magnetizing, it could get us in trouble, but we're sort of intrigued about that. We're intrigued by, man, someone can play a musical instrument so awesome, we could be, you know, amazed by someone's talent where maybe someone could sing, no one wants to hear me sing. Hell no, right? And we could look at, you know, those elements <coughs> to someone that has a special talent we're just drawn to, but we don't know them as a person, but we idealize them, right? We be able to get after those aspects and, um, you know, we get that hook. But is it enough to keep us together? Uh, another aspect that sort of goes with, you know, changing our ideas and introduce us to new things, new Maybe activities, that type of aspects is, you know, a fresh outlook on the world, right? Maybe we never we were very conservative and somebody, I'm not very conservative, but I'm just saying, okay, where someone might have an idea. Have you thought about this? You know, it could be someone that is into the lifestyle swinging where someone is a monogamous, and they're like, oh my God, it's so fascinating, what is it, the hook of it, where somebody else might be so different, oh my God, that's disgusting, that's immoral, that's unjust, it's, you know, just, you know, the devil worship, that type of aspect, but you'd be able to look at those elements, you know, those aspects, now, even from The hook from a biological aspect, maybe even biological evolutionary aspect is looking at genetics, right? And it's funny how maybe opposites attract, right? But even our gene pool, the diversity in genes tends to keep us healthy, right? If we look at, you know, there's a lot of theories out there that ancient Egyptians sort of lost power and died off because they were inbreeding, right? They were having sex with relatives and the gene pool was not that diverse. So once disease sets in, there's no diversity to weaken the, you know, mutated genes, the bad genes, the, the, you know, illnesses, and, you know, maybe ancient cancers, those type of elements where you, di- you die off, right? Where you don't have that diverse gene pool. So there's a lot of elements that is magnetic that can attract us to the opposites that it's just different than us, but do opposites keep us together? I think they can, as long as they're not so diverse, that they're not so widespread, okay? And again, this is not a right or wrong type of aspect. The research states, you know, similarity, and we can talk about the proximity law of attraction, right? Or proximity theory that we tend to be around people that we are used to, that have the same common religious practices, live in the same areas of us, maybe went to the same schools, colleges, that type of aspect, that the proximity we tend, are drawn to, is it because it's what we really want or is it what we're just used to? And we're gonna get into this in a little bit. Hey, Christopher, I appreciate you showing up, man. Uh, Mention, I wouldn't say opposites attract always. Oh, I didn't, not always, I agree. But you know what you find out over the course of a working relationship is that somehow your weak suits are often your partner's strong suits. That is awesome. Your wife and you differ in all those aspects. And I was gonna get into this in a bit, Christopher, and I agree. It's how your differences, you know, can you ebb and flow? That that's a huge saying I say. It's like a yin and yang, do they ebb and flow? Is it a give and take? Are your strengths your partner's maybe weaknesses and your partner's strengths are your weaknesses strong suits, right? It could be fixing things, it could be decorating, it could be painting, it could be money management, right? It's where those strong personalities where they can clash that you understand each other's weaknesses and strengths and you allow those to mature you allow those to make the relationship even stronger and it's like you you're not clashing it's not a power struggle it's not where you know what i want control over everything and my way is the right way you understand your weaknesses and you have the humility to accept that and own that and it's not a wrong or right element it is a difference of opinion, okay? It is a different trait. Like I mentioned about some people have talented singing voice or musical prowess, where some people don't. I'm one of them, I admit it. Some people could be very athletic. I used to be very athletic, played a couple of years of college baseball, short little white guy, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, and some people are not athletic. It doesn't make them worse, it just makes them different. Some people are great at house repairs, right? home improvement projects where some people would not even be able to pound a nail in, right? They've never had that experience. It's just maybe not their strong suits. Some people are great in math, some are not. So it's looking at balancing those aspects, but getting back on track with the opposites, a track aspect, you know, you look at, has it ever been in your life where you've seen somebody, I know I have, I'll be honest, you know, I've been in situations where damn, you know, someone that's so different than me and you know, I find her attractive or it's unique, it stands out, it's so different than me, but then you start talking to somebody, are you more intrigued with those differences or do you realize, ah, wait a minute, that person's just not for me, okay? So when we look at differences, of opinion and we look at, you know, challenges and opposites attract mode, we could be, you know, magnetized. I said that we can be attracted to someone that's so different than us that it's intriguing, but what keeps us together, right? Tends to be more similarities and rules of thought about our worldview. Okay. What's our worldview? Maybe some people are very conservative and somebody is more, you know, out, out in the, Woodwork, if you will. They are, you know, more, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, you know what? They're open to a lot of things. I mentioned about, you know, swingers, open relationships earlier, right? Where they may be okay with that and somebody is very conservative, very, you know, marriage is forever, no matter if it's toxic or not, right? Um, Where some people are more open and they're not so conservative, and they have more open views, right? And you look at, you know, those aspects and is it a right or wrong or is it just a difference of opinion in where you clash? That's where I want you to look at those aspects about, you know, you can be drawn to those opposites and like Christopher mentioned, you know, in the chat, like you can chat down below as well and throw, you know, your thoughts and insights in there about, you know, you balance each other. It's when the opposites, you can create strength in the relationship with that, and I think a lot of you know differences, but are those differences severe opposites where they clash, and that's where those the world view, right? Maybe some people are anti, you know, LGBTQ, where you know they think it's immoral. That's not going to work with me, right? I, I promote love in all shapes, sizes, sexual orientations, right? As long as you're not hurting anybody uh, and it's consent, you're not hurting yourself, hurting other people, forget about what other people think or say, right? I'm huge against um, being politically correct and I think a lot of people know that. So when somebody has traditional views, whatever that means, right? Um, I have old fashioned views and it's gonna clash and it's able to look at those elements to what works best for you, what doesn't. And we can look at another aspect about opposites, right? Basic activities, right? Basic activities could be maybe one person's a night owl, the other one's a morning person, okay? Maybe one person is a couch potato, not right, not wrong and the other one wants to go out on the night out of the town, that type of aspect. One person is very active, athletic, wants to go hiking, biking, uh, maybe trail riding, uh, swimming, kayaking, whatever, and the other one doesn't want to do really much of anything. Those elements are probably going to clash, okay? And let's face it, they're going to create a lot of aspects. So when you look at your worldview of aspects, your basic activities, and I talk about this one as well, you know, opposites attract, it might be, you know, freaky, oh, it's so fascinating to hear about, you know, uh, let, how can I say this, you know, open relationship, or that's in the lifestyle, that are swingers, that are po- in a poly relationship, oh, it's intriguing, I might want to try it, and then you find out, oh, wait a minute, it's not for me, those areas can clash, okay, and Hey, Elizabeth, I definitely appreciate you tuning in. Says, hi, Greg, I've been in relationships where being so different has caused resentment and anger from the other person. That's very, very true. And I find that a lot, Elizabeth, often. In my relationships, I find where, you know, I understand the dynamics where the opposites attract and it's a initial attraction and the hook, if you will. But in long-term, even research with Gottman, Silver, a bunch of others out there that have done relationship research, empirical evidence base that similarities are what keeps relationships together. Now we can look at what's healthy and all those aspects. So there are a lot of resentments and to be able to look at those differences, yeah, you don't believe what I believe. And I find a lot of people look at potential when opposites attract, oh yeah, I can get them to start liking things I like or start believing what I like and it doesn't happen and that's where that resentment and clash come in, right? Or some people might think they can change you, they can change me to start liking, you know, one way or another, right? That might have, I respect religious beliefs, uh, you know, people's values and beliefs, absolutely, but I'm not going to be that religious, okay? I'm not gonna start hating uh, people that are same sex, oh hell no. And I'm not gonna be around or associated people that view that differently, you get me? So severe differences come into play and they can create a huge clash and like you said Elizabeth about resentment and they can come in to the area about creating a huge hostile environment and relationship and that's where the evidence-based research is saying that you know more similarities in these areas I'm talking about, tend to hold people together in long-term relationships and you have a more healthy, more stable, more happy relationship. I'm not into people having long-term relationships and that's the idea, you get me? Oh, I wanna be married forever and ever. I would love that too, be in a relationship forever and ever, but I'll never promote people being in a toxic, unhealthy relationship or marriage. So there's that ideation where people, I'm a traditionalist, I'm marriage forever. And I'm like, I would love that too. However, right, there's a caveat that, however, if it's toxic, abusive, it's unfulfilling, you're not, you know, being nurtured, you're not, you know, feeling loved, appreciated, respected, desired, those type of aspects. in the way that's important to you you're gonna be miserable and I'm not gonna promote people being miserable in a relationship. It's just not, you know, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna promote that. Another aspect about where opposites attract or whatever in longevity and healthy relationships is fundamental temperament these aspects about how you handle things, are one of you very explosive, and you, you know, rage all the time, if you don't get your way, or someone challenges your beliefs, like I talked about earlier, challenge your beliefs, and they blow up, and they rage, and you're more chill, you're more, um, even kill, you're more about talking open, and about problems, and talking in a mature and adult fashion, not raging, yelling, screaming. You're not criticizing each other. You're not ripping each other apart. You're not degrading one another. That's where that fundamental temperament comes into play and to be able to look at those elements and look at, you know what, what happens in those areas, okay? So there's a difference like a while back when Christopher said about, you know, I mentioned the yin yang or the the ebb and flow of a relationship and the differences where you can balance each other like a team, right? Um, I used to pitch in high school, college and all that stuff, right? So I'd be in deep trouble if I didn't have a catcher, right? It's that teammate, that yin and yang, where you balance each other and you make each other stronger in the relationship. It's the opposites that attract where you are able to be able to, where you clash in those areas, right? And that's where those opposites attract. At first, they're magnetized, right? They're they're attractive. They're new. They're, you know, like that shiny new toy when you're a kid, right? <laughs> then after a few days, maybe a month, whatever, you're back playing with the old Tupperware you know, pots and pans, that type of thing, you get bored of it, right? So you have to look at, you know, the opposites attract. Like I said, it's cool. I'm all about getting new ideas and finding out new things and being challenged with, you know, my own ideas, because I'm all about learning and growing and ebb and flowing. However, if you're with somebody that is not gonna grow or evolve, you might become bored and stagnant, so that opposite aspect could kill a relationship and create a huge huge how do I want to say you know resentment building in and a huge uh, disconnect within the relationship right Um, also with opposites attract are they you have to look at is what state of mind you're in maybe you're in a relationship that just ended right that just ceased you went through a bad breakup, a marriage, and all of a sudden I want something that's totally opposite of that. How many people have been there, right? (laughs) A lot of people. I I want something that's totally opposite of what I had before, but you're ignoring the good things maybe in that relationship, and all of a sudden you do something so different that you find out, oh, it's great, it's intriguing. Man, you know what? After a while, this really isn't me. This, I guess, is not who I am. So it comes down to a situation where an opposite track, what type of mindset are you in? What are you going through as an individual? What's going on in your current lifestyle? There's a lot of people I deal with that have been through trauma, you know, trauma and grief and devastation and all of a sudden their life just changes and it's not necessarily for the better or for the good. If it changes for the better and good, woohoo, that's what I promote, right? So we look at those aspects about, you know, those devastations and does it totally flip our script and we become the person that we're really not? Is it because of that different? We're trying to get away from that pain and we're drawn to somebody that's so opposite that it could be harmful to us or not really who we are and we won't find it, it smacks us in the face, right, down the road, but we don't see it because of the state we're in. So these are the areas about where opposites attract and I run into with people and clients and couples in my office and looking at, you know, that yin and yang balance or do they clash? If you have two people that are alphas, right, headstrong, stubborn, uh, type A personalities, if they learn to work great together, they can accomplish great things. But if they're always clashing in that power struggle and they're bashing each other, you get me? That similarity can destroy a relationship as well. But in research, More times than not, similarities tend to draw people together that you have the same belief systems, the same worldview, the basic, I, you know, basic activity values or what you enjoy, how your temperament, you know, how it glides together and doesn't clash together. And what about sexual relationships? And I talked about the open relationships, swingers, oh, I might wanna try this, I might wanna do this, and I run into this on a, if not a daily basis, a weekly basis, in my office with couples wanting to explore different things, and I wanna throw out the consequences, man, it might be fun and exciting and all this stuff, but what happens if one of you get jealous? What happens if, oh, we're secure, we're all this? And I'm like, you know, you say that, and that's going to challenge how strong you really are. Let's be real. And I'm, I'm not. I'm monogamous, one-on-one. That's me. Vanilla, not boring. I got to clarify that. So be able to look at those elements. You know, with the sexual relationships. Um, you know, if you're total opposite, right? You're going to end up in a world of hurt in relationship or long-term relationship dynamics. One person wants sex six times a week, it's not always the man, oh hell no. One person wants it once every six months, you get me? Neither one of them are wrong. They're gonna bash each other because remember, opposites attract, they're gonna bash each other. That's all you think about is sex for the one that has a higher sex drive. Oh my God, you're a prude, I can't believe you don't like sex. And it turns into resentment and feelings of not being wanted, desired in the way you want, That opposite is gonna be a huge clash and you have a bunch of people in this field that will tell you to compromise on everything. They are totally wrong, okay? I'm throwing it out there. They're wrong because when you are at total opposites of the extreme and what matters to you and what you value the most in a relationship, you're gonna clash, okay? And the more you try to fight that and try to fight the severe opposites and what is the essence of who you are, those opposites are gonna destroy you and that's where like Elizabeth said earlier in the chat where those clashes are just going to keep building in the resentment and you're gonna realize, you know what, maybe we want different things, but remember, we're traditionalists, we value marriage, we value a relationship and we're gonna stay it, stick it out, stay together, you know what, to death do us part no matter if we're miserable or not. I'll never promote that, okay? Um, And people can yell, scream, whatever at me. I want to try to help relationships and marriages try to work out and heal broken hearts and get people working together. But sometimes that's not always possible and that's not always, you know, maybe healthy to do. And again, part of that is maybe the opposites of the spectrum of how two people are. Opposites do attract, absolutely, like I mentioned, but long-term relationships in marriages, healthy are more built on similarities. And if you have differences and you balance the strengths in that aspect, right? One person, home improvement, right? Um, one person loves painting, one person loves building something or, you know, mud and drywall, whatever, which is an art form, right? One person might like uh, laying tile or sanding wood. I hate sanding. And the other person might love it. Oh, you sand, I'll finish, right? So it's how you balance those elements. One person loves, you know, hate sweeping floors, vacuuming floors. The other person hates washing windows. The other one likes it. So you balance each other and how you balance those out, right? That matters, that's a big deal. But those are working as a team, they're not severe opposites of the spectrum and the essence of how you are and how you wanna be in a relationship, okay? And real quick, uh, Elizabeth, you mentioned, I also think that setting yourself firmly on your own beliefs and finding someone that follows those beliefs is super important. Um, Extracurricular is one thing. If the relationship is worth it, I think you should be open to trying new things. I agree, Elizabeth, big time. I I agree with you very much. However, if those trying new things are against the essence of who you are and what you value and what your morals are, whatever they are, um, you might be, you might like it. But you also got to look at the consequences of those aspects and look at, am I going to sell myself out? Am I doing something that I really don't want to do? It's like someone, you know, partying all night and could have a lot of fun. Then you wake up the next morning. You don't want to wake up and you're <laughs> you're feeling like shit all day, right, from a hangover, right? It's, uh, oh, man, it was, it was fun, you know, driving 120 miles an hour. And, man, then you got busted for reckless driving and your car insurance goes up and you're in, uh, you know, you might be in jail, you might lose your license, a lot of points and all this stuff, huge fines. And you're like, "Eh, yeah, it wasn't really worth it. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. And that's a very individual aspect and an individual decision as it should be, right? Everybody has their own choices. I'm not about, um, I'm about, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else and it doesn't hurt yourself. And I'm not talking about you know, being consensual, we're gonna hurt somebody else, right? We're gonna maybe break up with somebody and break their heart. It might not be our intent, but I think it's inevitable. And it comes down to when opposites attract, some people wanna try to force that together when it's not in their best interest, right? So inevitably, we're gonna hurt somebody, but do we hurt ourselves in a process to make somebody else happy? It's one of those situations I tell people, you know, Why would you wanna be with someone that doesn't wanna be with you? And why would you wanna have sex with someone that don't wanna have sex with you? Logically, it sounds great, but when you love somebody and you wanna be with somebody and they don't want those things back with you, it's not easy, and that's one of those things you talk about where those opposites attract. Someone wants you, you don't want them, right? You want somebody, they don't want you. So what do you do? Do you try to force it together or do you realize you're just different, and you want different things that are opposite that you just don't jibe? So that's where we want to get to, a, you know, a healthier spot in the self-love and self-respect spectrum. Okay, um, check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. You can check out. The Art of Relationship Show, live. Every Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern time, right here on Facebook, also on YouTube. The audio only version is all over the place. iHeart, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple, Google Music, it's all over, so check it out. I appreciate your support and I'm all about helping everybody have the relationship that they've always craved. Nothing's perfect, but that they crave and also the relationship where you like and love yourself, okay? Peace and love to everybody out there. Take care.